Hello, everyone. Good morning, everybody. We hope everyone is doing extremely well. We are so happy to be back. You're so happy to be back. <laughs> You're not happy to be back? No, I'm glad to be back, but I I miss some things about Japan. I'm not saying that, though, but I'm saying I'm happy to be back with our audience. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> obviously, we're, I'm happy that we're doing this again. Yeah. And I think, too, this is officially season three of our podcast. Yeah. I mean, we took a break, so it's time to get back. Yeah. So this was my... because. No, season one was just me. Season two was us, and now season three, we're in this. It's it's just a different journey, but we're officially recording as well, which is crazy. Yeah. Hello to our video audience. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you see our little mics? It's mostly for looks, to be honest. But also, you said it helps with editing. No, it doesn't help with the um, recording. We're testing out things, obviously, because it's like the first thing that we're actually putting out. So we're testing out. We'll see how it goes. But hopefully y'all like it. If you guys want to sit and watch us for however long we talk, awesome. Yeah, that's interesting. Hope, it's, hope you guys enjoy this. Yeah. Um, I will say that right now, for those who don't know, we are in Omaha, Nebraska. Came back from Japan like four days ago now. Uh, and we'll be in Nebraska for the next month, just with my family and friends and just kind of yeah, being with family and friends for the holidays, and then we will leave for Europe in January, in the beginning of January. So that's kind of the process of what this is looking like. If people are wondering, like, where are you guys at now? It seems like your your background looks different. Well, we are not in our apartment; we're at our friend's house, and just kind of enjoying the coldness of Omaha. Yeah, it's not too bad. I mean, that one we hung out that one night that was pretty cold, but I feel like overall, whenever you don't stay too long outside, it's okay. Yeah, that's true. But it was like 28 this morning, so I'm not a fan of that. Um, so we, I was doing some brainstorming, and I really something for this season two, obviously, this season as well for season three. Yes, we're recording. We're really, really wanting to push our podcast even more this year because I think that we haven't done a great job with kind of letting people know that it's out there. Like we will bring it up every once in a while, and just like, oh, by the way, we have a podcast. Here's a link if you want to listen or all the things. We haven't done a really good job with actually really pushing the things that we're talking about on mm -hmm. our podcast. Because, yes, you get long-form content from us. But, two, we really value the things that we're saying. And we really, really want to help people. And we want to be able to help, like, get this out there more than what we have been doing. Mm -hmm. Because the top, you know, some of the top relationship podcasts aren't it. I know I'm not, no, I'm not trying to bash for anything at all. But more in the sense of the advice that is sound and actually has wisdom behind it is not there for a lot of relationship podcasts. And that's yeah. scary if that's the advice that you're getting from these relationship podcasts, like these top ones are the ones that are getting the most out there. And that's not great if it's not the most best advice, right? Yeah. Yeah, it just to be honest, to me, it, it sounds like a lot of them are just immature and not really fighting for connection. They're just like saying whatever, you know, their experience was and they don't really have any any kind of like knowledge about sure. relationships um a lot about it's a lot about emotions and and feelings and things like that and i don't know i, I just feel like it it sounds like people are not really knowledgeable yeah yeah that's fair or they're the type of advice that they give which we're, we're actually going to talk a little bit about that today and next podcast as well but um i think that's some advice that they give are sure based off experience which is kind of what we do too but it's more in the sense of 
it comes from a lot of hurt and then more in a sense of like, okay, like we don't care about men. We don't care. Or men are like F women have more than one girl. Like, just like things like that are just so, I mean, it doesn't give any hope to anybody, right? It's like, and, but the purpose of what we want to do is help people feel confident and connected enough to themselves to feel good enough to get married, right? And feel good enough to have a committed long-term relationship and actually decrease the divorce rate. That is our heart and that is our goal. That's always been the goal. Mm -hmm. And it seems like some of the advice that is coming out there is more about like kind of breaking up marriages and breaking up like the the hope that you have in a relationship. Yeah, I agree. It's sad, you know, it's sad to see that, you know, especially when you see like on social media, you hear people talking about like, oh, like we, you know, we decided to move on to the next chapter of our life, whatever, and that's gonna be separate, just because we we kind of lost feelings and fell out of love. And people are like, "Oh yeah, I get that. I understand that. Like we're we're with you." And to us, like that's not that's actually really uh, harmful content to us mm-hmm. uh, because it encourages people to leave their relationship because they don't feel it anymore or yeah. like things like that. Just that's just an example of things that we hear. Uh, on different platforms. Yeah, for sure. Everywhere, right, yeah. exactly. And it's kind of glamorized in a sense of like, wow, they got out, which if it was a harmful relationship, thank God, right? They got yeah, out. Yeah, it's but abusive. It, most of, not most of the time. Some of the times what we hear, it's not. It's more just like outgrew them. And it's like, there's so many more things you could have, we that can be done yeah. in order for that not be to be the case. But yeah. that is for another topic because we could talk about that probably for an hour. <laughs> but what we want to talk about today are the top things we hear that we feel are ruining relationships, which is kind of similar to what we just talked about, but that's not on the list. Yeah. Um, so the first one that I put down, we can talk more about is kind of false expectations. And this can look like an aspect of like this, this kind of phrase of like, when you know, you know, like when you know, when you meet that person, you're, you're just gonna know, you're gonna feel it. And it's gonna just make all make sense, mm-hmm. you know? Um, which we can just talk about that alone. I'm I'm curious from your thoughts how you feel like that is actually really harmful for people. Well, I think it sets up a, a false expectation of what people are supposed to feel like, or uh, yeah, what what you're supposed to be thinking or seeing or whatever when it comes to like meeting the person you want to marry or yeah. you, or basically like when you know you know like it's kind of this thing also of like are you when that that there's that one person that and we've talked about that before but that one person that you're supposed to be with um and so it's yeah again it sets up the false expectation of like oh once you find that one person your soulmate or whatever you want to call it then you will feel it and like it'll be obvious um it'll be obvious right yeah and it's not like that like i mean for some people it is and great good for them you know and we know people where it was like that and from the start they're like oh yeah like we're in and and that's great mm-hmm. um we also know people also have that feeling and their relationship didn't work out yeah so it's true they got divorced or whatever a couple of years after so you know that goes to show like this thing of like when you know you know well that's not that's not how it works mm-hmm. uh that's not what makes a relationship successful that's what uh that's not what makes a marriage successful there's just so much more uh and even for us personally like i didn't feel like when you know you know <laughs> yeah no that's true like for those who know our story that was not yeah the case for us at all 
um it was a lot more a lot more fear and anxiety involved to be honest but then obviously it worked out for sure at the end for us yeah um but i, I agree i think it does give this kind of as again false expectation of how everything is supposed to feel when you meet your person and then those who don't feel that they get this fear of oh my gosh well then i'm then it's, this is wrong if i don't yeah. feel this automatic connection or I don't i don't know it in my heart that this is the right person like dating is such an act of faith marriage is an act of faith you know and um really it's it's you just getting to know somebody and you actively choosing them and if you don't feel like there needs to be this feeling involved or this like knowing or the signs or all those things if you know that that's like if that's not what you're feeling great you know what i mean like that's normal i think more people don't feel that than people who do mm -hmm. but then you see on social media or you hear from podcasts or you see on movies or wherever or people that you know and they say this is how i felt like i just i just knew it was just like this as suddenly everything made sense you're like oh my gosh i'm missing something and it really just brings a lot of even shame or not great feelings from people when they don't feel those things and i think it's just it's really harmful when we feel like that's the standard when it really it's kind of like the it's the expectation not the rule the exception yes it is the, <laughs> it, sorry it is the exception not the rule thank you i was like that's not right okay yeah that's what it is yeah. it's the exception like great you had that experience it's the same thing when someone's like i really felt like god told me i was gonna marry this person that's awesome that is the exception is not the rule well even that that's also a whole other topic too well that's part of false expectations go ahead people who say like you know uh god tells you who you're gonna marry um again like you said that's the exception of the rule like i've we've heard of stories like that where that happens sure and that's great um but for most people that's not how it works are mm -hmm. are like most christians i guess they if they have that belief they believe that god told them you know like yeah. some people believe that god told them but in reality it's just their their brain looking for confirmation or their minds looking for confirmation with like signs or whatever mm. and they make a meaning out of that saying that god told them yeah uh when in reality like he didn't necessarily tell them they just try to convince themselves that he did sure um but that's a, that's a, like a whole other thing sure but i i think too i know for and i think i've mentioned this before in another podcast like my dad felt like that was something god told him like okay like mm -hmm. you're gonna marry my mom and he kind of forgot about it for the whole time they were together he just like okay and then when they got married it was suddenly like oh wow because we've talked about this we have a whole master class on this in the sense of the one and whole thing but just, that's another conversation but just more in the sense of if you if that's something that you feel like um you're waiting for if you know that it's the exception and that's not that's not the standard of what it's supposed to feel like or or, or what you're waiting for god to confirm something in order for you to move forward your, toward your relationship if that makes sense yeah because a lot of people just stop the relationship because you're like okay god didn't say anything and i don't want to waste my time waste their time or go into god, like i'm missing god's will or just in your own self of like i'm marrying the wrong person right yeah. and i think that that's there's a fear around that um but when with these false expectations that's why kind of why we're talking about this i think it really again ruins relationships mm -hmm. it's it's the exception it's not the rule yeah um and what is normal is for you to meet somebody and you get to choose them like we're going to keep emphasizing that love is a choice it's always a choice um so i think those two just in false expectations alone 
really are huge ones that kind of ruin relationships. Yeah, I agree. Um, I also want to say that, you know, if, if you're Christian, uh, if you believe in God, you, you have to understand that like God will tell you. And, and I believe that if you're doing something wrong, so if sometimes God mm-hmm. is silent, that doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. It actually might mean that you're actually doing something right. It doesn't need to say anything. It doesn't need to mm-hmm. redirect you in a certain way or, you know, doesn't need, his direction doesn't need to be loud. Uh, mm-hmm. um, I, I strongly believe that if your heart is in the right place, if your heart is to please God, to honor him and to, to follow his will and obey him, then things will fall into place as they need to. And if you're doing something wrong, he's the shepherd. And if you know the shepherd has a staff and um, his staff is actually, that's, that's, a, that's something that I remember because I, I like that image. But like a shepherd's staff is um, shaped, like the top of it is almost like a hook. Mm. Because the shepherd, whenever uh, 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 like a sheep would, would go in the wrong direction and would get lost or whatever, you would use that to redirect it. Mm. Mm. And I believe that obviously God is our shepherd and God does that. He, he, he will redirect you if, if he needs to because he loves you, not because he's controlling. But if you're going in the wrong direction, I would strongly believe that he will show you clearly that you're, you're doing something wrong. And then it would obviously be up to you to choose to redirect yourself or not. But if you're in a moment where like you're not sure, or you feel like God's silent, or it's not clear, then then maybe you're you're doing you're actually doing something right, and it doesn't need to redirect you. It's just your own anxiety that's showing mm. up, your own fear, because you don't trust yourself. Yeah. And you don't you don't trust, or you don't believe that God is actually with you. That's right. Really which is a whole baby. other thing. It's a whole other insecurity that I had personally. Um, because I had a hard time making decisions and stuff like that. So hmm. that helped me of like see knowing that that image and knowing God in that way of like, oh, I don't need to worry all the time about being in God's will. I am in God's will all the time because he's the shepherd, not me. Yeah. And if I'm doing something wrong, he will redirect me and make it clear. And I don't need to worry oh, that thing. That's like a whole thing. I'm, I am like, this is something I'm really like passionate about, hmm. but um because so many christians are worried about doing god's will they're they're always scared that they might be out of it yeah um and even though that belief is comes from like a good heart because it's a heart that wants to please god and it's a heart that wants to honor god and and follow his will it's actually a false belief it's actually a lie that the enemy wants to use to keep um christians small mm-hmm. Because anytime you're scared of being outside of God's will, you're actually living outside of trust. Yeah. But when you fully trust God, when you fully trust that he's all powerful and sovereign, that he loves you and that you belong to him, you don't need to worry about being in his will all the time. Mm. Because I used to be like that. And that was super harmful for my relationship. Yeah. And when you really know God that way, you know that he's a shepherd and he's your father and you will 
show you the way because he knows how to speak to you because he made you he doesn't need to find like extra ways or whatever like he make he makes things clear clear um then you don't need to worry about that and so i feel like i want to say that based on what we were saying about you know this false expectation of like god would tell you this is your wife this is your your husband and that can happen but again i do not think that needs to be forced or that needs to be um like sought yeah i see what you're saying you know it's kind of like people won't move until they hear it yeah when it's like maybe he won't tell you yeah right that's really good baby you were pretty preaching that's <laughs> really good um i have nothing else to even add to that that was really really good yeah for sure well thank you thank you for sharing. <laughs> no I re- that was really good um i will say that just to move on to the second one um telling people so this is kind of in the sense of perfection and i think that a lot of the times i remember seeing i saw it on tiktok i think my sister sent it to me is it okay um this couple was saying like pretty much if you're a healthy relationship you shouldn't be fighting and these are the tools they use to never ever fight again which i'm not saying that um you should be looking for like there should always be conflict in your relationship and stuff like that but i don't but i think it's one of those things where it's going to happen just based on being tired just based on being hungry just based on like being over exhausted or being together all the time there's mm-hmm. just times when we just get irritated with each other i'm not saying elise is huge fighter or anything but it's easy to have conflict come up and i think when people are looking for perfection and like oh my gosh when we fight that means something is wrong it shouldn't be this hard we shouldn't be fighting all the time we shouldn't be whatever it it kind of makes people feel like oh my gosh when we fight and we have we have issues and we're not perfect so therefore maybe we're doing something wrong and therefore maybe we should break up because mm-hmm. if i'm with somebody else then we will fight less and we'll have a perfect relationship and everything will be fine yeah and yeah. i th- i think that that's something where my parents they they told us they never fought which they if they we don't fight we never fight we never fight we never fight and so i remember when i was dating people i'd feel like well we're never ever supposed to fight because if we fight then then we're not then we're doing something wrong and therefore like yeah, I can't date you. Like I need to I need to date somebody who's not going to fight with me. Like which which doesn't make any sense because you're two different people from different families, from different backgrounds. You're going to have an argument and you're going to have you're going to butt heads, right? Um and I think that when we pretty much anything that leads towards perfectionism is something where we hear it often. We hear it in different ways and subtle ways about how things are supposed to look or how things are supposed to feel or how relationships are how relationships are in general, you kind of see this picture. That's what social media does. It makes people look like relationships are perfect. Mm-hmm. Everything is perfect. They have the perfect family. They have the perfect this. The families like each other. You kind of start to compare yourself. Of I'm doing something wrong. Then our, our I don't. Our in laws don't get along really well, right? Our in laws aren't perfect. Or my in laws, like for example, it kind of makes it feel like, well, it in a in a perfect world we would have a perfect everything, mm-hmm. and we don't have that. You kind of start to minimize your relationship mm-hmm. and start to nitpick it and get critical of it and kind of just like in a sense put your partner away yeah because you think there's something that's supposed to be better for you because it's not not what you've seen on social media for example yeah yeah i mean i think that perfection in any area of your life is not something that is like realistic yeah and attainable not that like you shouldn't look for growth obviously like you're always trying to get better i mean 
uh, that was that's what we want to tell people is that you know even though for example a, a healthy relationship doesn't mean no conflict that doesn't mean that like you're not looking to improve communication yeah like you're always if if conflict is something that happens more or because that that can happen and it happened for us too we do have moments where like sometimes we're we have more conflicts than usual and that's when we're like reevaluating like okay like what is wrong what's going on we'll what change. can we change yeah. what can we do better um because we don't want that like obviously the normal uh like the normal state of your relationship shouldn't be a state where you're constantly fighting because that's that's not healthy and that means that there's something that needs to be fixed but again like i just said that means something needs to be worked on it doesn't mean that like your relationship is wrong yeah and that your relationship should stop now i will say though that in like a, a, a early stage of dating if conflict already arises again doesn't mean that your relationship is, is wrong but you know maybe there's something to to uh be concerned about in some way like i feel like the early stage of dating like you're just getting to know each other mm-hmm. i feel like there that conflict might mean that there could be red flags okay um for me personally like if you and i started dating and we already had conflict as soon as we started dating like to me that's 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 you know that's something i would think about hmm. I, I do yeah. i do feel like a, a part of a part of early stage of dating i'm talking about early stage of dating mm-hmm. not if you've been dating for a while and you consider that yourself like you know each other enough and mm-hmm. you know you you're definitely more committed to each other but like at the early stage i do feel like there's it it should i don't want to say it should but i'm also speaking for myself here because you might have a different opinion um but for me personally i don't want to be with someone where there's conflict right away because mm-hmm. that to me that means that maybe there's something either i need to work on myself or the person needs to work on themselves and we need we should do that separately mm-hmm. um like i before you i was with someone and we had conflicts but we knew each other a lot though. Yeah. like we knew each other we were close already in our friendship um but a lot of things were were popping up and it didn't like at some point like in, it, i was concerned and i did re- reevaluate the relationship and i came to the conclusion where I, like i don't think this is good mm. i don't think we're gonna work yeah I see what you're saying. I think because in the beginning, you really are putting your fo- your best foot forward, which hopefully you're doing that throughout the relationship. But in the beginning, you really are. Yeah. Anything at all would even like bother you at all. It's cute in the beginning, right? It's kind of just super like you brush it off when it's if it was something big right away. I think I would be pretty surprised. Like, oh, my gosh, like how are we already yeah. having conflict or something that like how are we already open enough to argue about something when we're just starting dating? I, I would have to question. It could be a lot of things, right? There's yeah. some, there's certain things where I think people have a a trigger point that can be activated no matter who it is. Yeah. Based on what is being said. Um and so I think that that that's another layer of what that potentially could be coming up to because different people respond differently when they're triggered. I think in the beginning and even now when I'm triggered I shut down. Mm. Um that wouldn't have been an argument. I think you'd been like what's going on. Yeah. Some people when they're triggered they yell and they get really upset. And so for them it might just be like a they hit a button. But obviously that's something where looking inward of when a, when a trigger takes place that's the time where you look inward to figure out like what's going on mm-hmm. why am i so upset and why am i so um reactive yeah 
Um, if it's something that bothers me, that's okay. But that there, there might be something more that's showing up there that you need to discuss or work on or exactly, or maybe they need to work on it. But I, I see you're saying in the beginning, it's kind of like a, hmm, what's, it, what's, it, what's going on here? It's just that, you know, especially the early stage of dating, like it should be fun, you know, and it should, like for us, it was fun mm -hmm. and it felt natural. Yeah, it did. Um, I just feel like, so, okay. Going back to the, to the situation I, I was in before we started dating. Um, if I had, like, if I kept going with that relationship before, could it have worked? It's yeah, it's possible. You know, it, it's possible that it could, it could have worked. Um, but for me, I just knew that I didn't want that. I didn't want that kind of, I didn't want to go through all the work that early in my relationship, all that sure. type of work and then that early in my relationship, because I, there was a lot that was wrong. I didn't feel valued. I didn't feel, you know, and that was really wrong. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing of like, could you overcome that in the relationship? And yeah, it's possible, but I just, I was clear with what I wanted and I didn't want that. Yeah. So I said I no to that. You know what I mean? Like, so again, going back to the thing of like, would that mean that, that your relationship is doomed? No, not necessarily. Um, but what do you want? You know, yeah. it's like when yeah, people yeah. also say like, that's another example. And it's, it's pretty hard. That wasn't the type of things that I was dealing with that relationship, but like people are dating and one of them is like dealing with porn. Yeah. It's like, does that mean that your relationship is going to be not successful because one of them is dealing with porn? No, because the person could get better. But are you okay with dealing with that? Right. You right. know? Yeah. And it's like, exactly. I was, I didn't want that for me. I don't want to go through that, that hardship, I guess. Totally. And, and I'm, I mean, obviously I'm glad I didn't, and I met you and we were, we're at now. So you yeah. know, I'm, I'm really, really happy about the decision. For sure. Now that's fair. I think that's based on, you knew how you wanted to be treated. And I think some people, yeah. if you're, if you're having any sort of, uh conflict or something like that mm -hmm. you probably could pinpoint something that, that feels wrong about that of yeah. like, why am i feeling like that what's going on what's wrong? um and again yes you probably could work through it for sure if you wanted to yeah. but it's, it's it's a matter of if you're willing to go over the hump or not like ever ever all going through a road in a relationship and somebody used it in this example somebody i admire of you see it as speed bumps and you're allowed to go through any bump that you want to go over no matter what, where you want, if that's porn, if that's, you know, argument, if that's whatever, that's race, whatever, you know what I mean? But it, you, you get to choose at some point where it's like, you know, that's a big, that's too big of a bump. I don't want to go over. I'm, I'm, I'm going to turn back. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And there's no fault in that, especially when you're dating, you have no fault. That's why you date. Um, but it sounds like for you, it was just like, mm, we could do it, but I, I just not something I want to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, to me personally, I always had this expectation of like, if I'm going to date someone, because also I think it's because of my personality type too. Since yeah. I'm Enneagram 9, I don't like conflict. Mm -hmm. I know, obviously now at this point, I know that when there's conflict, it is, it is necessary to figure out what's going on yeah. uh, and to face it. Not that I was ever avoidant. I don't think I was. Yeah. I think I'm more this kind of person who's like, I want to resolve it as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. um, but I think at that point in dating too, I was like, I don't want to be with someone 
was going to be a headache from the start. Sure. <laughs> Not that I was planning on our relationship to be a headache at some point. Yeah. But like, it just doesn't sound like something that people want when they just start dating someone. Like it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. And you're becoming friends and best friends. And, and you know, it's like, dang, if you're starting with conflict right away, well, listen, it's up to you if you if you think that that relationship is worth it or not. But Sure. No, yeah. that's fair. Totally. I wasn't committed enough for me to be like, oh, it's worth fighting for. Right. right. Yeah. It wasn't to me. But, that's fair. Yeah. Totally. And some people, it might be, but. Yeah. Not to me. Not for you. Exactly. <laughs> totally. Let's go to the last one. Um, I had four. And these are all, like, obviously, there's more we could put on this list. But these are kind of the top ones we put. But I feel like we kind of talked about the last one in different ways in the top two. So. The third one, which I know is your favorite, kind of the feeling. Really? Favorite to talk about. Not really. You okay. like, I think all of them really like talking about. I so, um, I'm just kidding. But butterflies and feelings. Oh. And how people talk about what it, somebody put. I saw this. Um, honestly, it's really, I'm seeing all these reels. But I saw this reel of like, I still have butterflies um, after being married for 25 years. And everyone's like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't even have butterflies now. And I'm dating. You know what I mean? Or you think that. Well, I don't have the butterflies. Is something wrong in my marriage? Something wrong in my relationship? It, it just kind of makes you question yeah. and compare. It makes you feel like you're doing something wrong yeah. and feel a lot of shame. I think that that's not okay. We really are chasing so many feelings and butterflies in relationships now. I think we feel like that's normal because um, everyone talks about it. Yeah. Like this feeling of something is being wrong. Feeling of when you have anxiety, something is wrong. When you feel this, you feel that. When you hear this, when you do this, it's always about that in a relationship. And... We have to really, like, I feel like that destroys it. Like, another thing we feel like is really ruining relationships is this thing of feelings and butterflies. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, I think butterflies, uh, it means, doesn't mean anything. I don't think it either. Because, can I say something really, really quick before you continue? Yeah. Somebody, I remember, I heard this from, um, oh, it was a psychologist or something like that, just in the sense of, butterflies in your relationship is actually based off of like nervousness and excitement. You know, it's oh, actually based off like yeah, that. Okay. And so we are chasing these feelings. Oh my gosh. I'm like, Ooh, it's like, it's like this feeling when in reality, you actually want to be with somebody like long-term who um, it's like actually calming to you and yeah. actually brings you a sense of peace and brings you a sense of security. That's actually what's sustainable and long-term butterflies don't continue because the newness isn't there anymore. Right. And it actually isn't something where it's like, I'm not nervous around you. Right. I actually feel the most comfortable around you than I have with anybody in my life, mm -hmm. you know? So I'm never going to feel butterflies in that way because my, my body and my system is so comfortable with you that it's, it's secure and it's safe. Right. Yeah. And so I think that if, we're, if I'm, if I'm chasing a butterfly that in my mind, to be honest, now that I know what I know, why would I feel nervous around you? Why would I feel that butterfly with you? In my mind, that it feels like I'm not 100% comfortable with you yet. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, if we're talking about butterflies in terms of like the excitement that you have when you start a relationship, then that's a, that's just um, like unreasonable to think that you're going to feel like that all the time. Yeah. Um, so for me, like butterflies, like having butterflies, it's such a blurry concept. Like it has no real like definition no and it's just something that people like to say the being in love is butterflies or the, the the being like the excitement or whatever at the beginning of your relationship is butterflies like mm -hmm. the honeymoon phase is butterflies you know what i mean like people just like to label that saying the butterflies or are you know i just think that all that all these things like all the the 
the the honeymoon phase and all that i think that's all like nice and cute but it's not and we've said this before but it's not what sustains your relationship and it's not really like uh, uh, a reasonable expectation that you can have for your relationship i think that like am i in love with you and are you in love with me yes we are in love and we love each other and i love her so much and i am so happy to be with her all the time and like i'm so happy i'm so like satisfied with our relationship and where we're at uh and 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 i think that if you call that butterflies then great you know and i think that that is sustainable but it's it's something that needs work and it's something that needs uh, uh effort and and that needs to be maintained it's not something that just stays there magically if we're talking about the honeymoon phase of like oh it's gonna it's gonna go down i don't think that's true i think that feelings feelings you know are not controllable and we've said that before and they're unpredictable and they could go up and down depending on even just the mood like that yeah. you're in depending on like you, we said earlier, like, what if you're hungry and like the person is irritating you and all that, like those are feelings. Yeah. And if you think that when those come up, that means you're not in love anymore, that, that's not true. Uh, love is just so much bigger and so much deeper than feelings and honeymoon yeah. and butterflies. Uh, um, like we said, it's like this daily choice, this daily decision that you, you choose to say yes to the person you're with every day, no matter how you feel. And, and you fight for your connection and your intimacy. You put your connection first all the time. I think that if people stop being in love or stop having butterflies or honeymoon or whatever, th- I think that those are people who have stopped prioritizing their connection mm. and their intimacy. Because mm-hmm. if you prioritize that in my head and you prioritize your relationship, I just don't think you fall out of love. Yeah. I just don't think that that's how it works. You fall out of love if you if you are not careful mm-hmm. this is where you're falling <laughs> you're falling because you're not careful you're, you're losing balance because you're not careful mm. and if you fall out of love that means you were not paying attention to your relationship mm. that means that you are not putting the the wood to keep the fire burning right you need to keep right. putting that wood you need to keep uh, uh that oil mm-hmm. for your relationship to keep burning for your love to keep burning um I feel like our love now is not any like smaller than it was at the beginning. Yeah. And I feel like it actually is bigger than it was. Mm-hmm. Um, because we, we've always prioritized our relationship. Right. And we even are with friends right now who've been married for almost 10 years, which is crazy. Um, and we were talking about yesterday, like what is the one thing, like what's the best thing about your being married right mm-hmm. now? We kind of were asking each other that. Um, and something they said, which I really loved is the fact of, I love, like, they've gone through, like, they're like, this year was hard. This year was not easy. Um, not in, our, in their marriage, but just, like, in life. And being able to experience that with somebody who you know is going to be there forever is just, like, so, it made it worth it, you know? Yeah. Um, and that that just goes from a mature relationship that actually has history, you yeah. know? Because there's there's so much intentionality um, that's involved with that. And I think there's, there's so many factors that, even you can say any like they've gone through my parents have gone through whatever that you could be like wow it 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 could look easy for anybody who's not careful and not intentional to not have made it you know yeah and i think that if you're it's it seriously takes so much intention to make your marriage last forever and if people aren't 
knowing that and thinking it's just going to be easy once you're married then it's easy in a sense of in my mind of like loving you and um doing life with you like that part is so fun and like easy right but it's it's more in the sense of it's not you being intentional with anything isn't easy if you're not like paying attention to it if that makes sense mm -hmm. like being intentional with friendships right it takes work to be yeah. intentional with somebody you're actually constantly having to like schedule plans and communicate like we're long distance with our friends right now and it takes a lot of intentionality yeah it's worth it and i love it and knowing the apps to use it's it's, it's we do it all the time because we know we want to continue we want to have friends when we come back home right yeah um but it's it's easy to keep looking in the present and not look when people aren't around you it's kind of just like um spatial awareness not in your present vicinity yeah. so it's easy to be like oh whatever not to be intentional with it but you have to be intentional and yeah. you have to like know the schedule the calls you have to do all the things it's the same thing with your marriage of it's easy the person's there all the time but you can they can be your roommate if you don't if you're not careful yeah, right like you actually sure. have to plan the dates you actually have to schedule the quarterly reviews in your in your marriage right you have to actually yeah. schedule those conversations of like, what are we doing well what can we improve in? Mm -hmm. What are you not loving that I'm doing? How can I get better? Like yeah. we actually have to do those things. You need to we, they go into therapy, like setting your, checking the temperature in your relationship is, is, is essential, you know, and people don't do that. Yeah. And then it kind of was like two years later, four years later, you're like, Oh my gosh, how did we get here? Yeah. It's such a slow burn. It's like a word. I hate that phrase. I don't even know what it means. It's such a slow um, trajectory of change. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like you don't realize the change until you get there and you that's why it's the same thing with intentionality if you're intentional every single day if you're intentional every single week it's your trajectory of your marriage is going to continue going really really healthy yeah because you're like well i didn't even realize it was going so good because we've been so attentional every single day type of thing yeah yeah so yeah i agree i mean that's that's good um you know if you if you want to feel like butterflies in your relationship, if you like when, when we're talking about the excitement, um, that's where, you know, doing things together becomes important. Like yeah. we just went to Japan and obviously that brought so much excitement because we, it was, everything was so new Yeah, and it was so fun, you know, because you're experiencing so many new things. And I'm not saying you have to go to the other side of the world to feel that. Right. But it can be like trying a new restaurant, mm -hmm. uh, uh, going even do a day trip somewhere. I don't know, like doing things that are out of the ordinary together. Mm -hmm. I will I, I will say that brings a lot of excitement in your relationship. Yeah. Um, so I do think that that is important to do those things, you know, and that, that can also be going on a date, doing something that you like to do together that brings excitement to both of you that you don't do all the time um going to your favorite restaurant going yeah. to watch a movie like that those simple things as much as the bigger things like planning a trip together to a place that you've never been to or you know those bring a lot of excitement um to yourself and when you do that and you prioritize relationship it brings a lot of excitement to your relationship too because yeah. you're able to share that excitement together mm -hmm. um so i do think that that's super important yeah to keep discovering things together for sure um it's because that's that's discovery brings a excitement that's why when you start dating someone you're you're so excited mm -hmm. because it's all new mm -hmm. and it's all and it's all exciting because oh my gosh like what is what's next you know yeah well that's the same when your relationship you've been together for a while 
you just keep doing new things, it brings that excitement back, in my mm. opinion. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think that there's going, just even traveling with you this past like three weeks, and I guess as it's going to continue, it, it, it really does bring just a level of, I don't know, excitement and beauty to our marriage specifically. Like I know that's something we really value and we love it. And just being able to explore something new with you is is literally my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. And whether that's a new restaurant or a new place or a mm-hmm. new country or whatever, um, assuming maybe eventually being like, not now, but like next year or two, like being new parents, for example, like that's gonna be a whole new level of seeing you in a way, obviously of like being a dad, but also we have a whole child just like here, you know, like mm-hmm. there's like so many things that we have to look forward to. Um, and I think that it's just, it, it's just, it's so easy to not, to let it kind of slip by. It's easy to take things for granted. Yeah. You know, um, I think it's really important to always remember the things that you have and remember that you wanted the person that you're with so badly mm-hmm. in the beginning. Hence why you got married. Hence why you chose that person long-term or Harper, you, you know, end up doing that. Um, and so it's kind of like the things that you want, things that you want in the beginning haven't changed. It might feel like you've changed, but those things that are in the are still there, which is why you have the quarterly reviews. Because if you're not careful of, you know, when we have we have even a more successful business, it's very easy for that to feel like it's a pri- the pri- pri- priority, but it's not. Mm-hmm. No matter what, our marriage is always a priority. God is always a priority. Like that's the value of ours. That's not going to change. Our mental health. Our mental health is really important. Um, and so in those situations, it's kind of like, okay, like how do we continue to grow with each other and not grow apart? while this is happening right like yeah. i think that's just like very normal and helpful to be continue doing that yeah um so yeah that's good i think that, that's that's that was a good episode i think so too we said a lot of good things <laughs> and things that we were not planning to but ended up really good so i'm yeah i'm, I'm glad with that for sure and what we'll do to moving forward not today because we didn't plan this question ahead of time but we'll um have a because for those who don't know we have a perch um that is our where you could ask us questions any questions you want yeah for free it's a platform that we um, use for for people to ask us questions right and so what we'll typically do now is answer um a question at the end of our episode yeah so we're going to we're incorporate that we didn't do it today we will do it next week starting um in our new season so yeah be asking questions we have a lot of questions in the backlog so we'll be using those to kind of help answer more yeah um and so we'll put the link of our perch below and then starting next week we will be doing um our pre -pre pre-sale for our group coaching program so for those who are wanting to be in group coaching who those who who've heard a program before this will be our third round that's something where we can start um joining that we're really really excited about that group Mm -hmm. coaching is probably our signature program i would say as of right now, kind of a program that we do. Really love doing it. Only like 10 people tops are selected. Um, but yeah, so we'll put more information on that. So join our perch as well, because that's where those who are on our like email list, that's where you're gonna get the information for that. Yeah. As well as obviously our Instagram stories. So be watching those as well. Yeah. And obviously, if you're also interested in one-on-one coaching, <laughs> check out, I don't know, you're gonna put a link or you wanna just go to Instagram. <laughs> you can put a link okay check out the link yes (laughs) um but yeah so we will talk to you all next week if you like this episode don't forget to share it 
write a review, subscribe to the podcast so you know when we have an episode every Tuesday. Um, and yeah, share, review, subscribe, and rate it. If I didn't say share, make sure you share it with somebody. Um, I think you said it. Yeah. And also, if you share it on your Instagram, don't forget to tag us and we'll repost it and get this to more ears or more eyes since it's on YouTube now um, to people who need to hear it. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you all so much. Thank you for listening. We love you all. Bye. Bye.